الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين دير السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته to continue what we have started in discussing these cases which is mentioned or these chapters which is mentioned in the Kitab al-Tawheed the book of Tawheed or Monotheism tonight we have the chapter number 26 which is talking about the soothsayers or predictors or fortune tellers whatever you call it actually these the, these actions the previous two chapters blessed chapters this chapter all talking about a case of wrongdoers those who are using the polarism involving the polarism in their act involving the devils of jinn and their acts and a Muslim really should know why it is contradicting or nullifying polytheism. We mentioned in the beginning that magicians and predictors and so on are really falling into polytheism because they are making a deal with the devil jinns that they will themselves or they will lead others to fall into shirk to worship someone other than Allah wa ta'ala somebody may ask why would devil jinns want human beings to fall into polarism what benefit they are getting actually devil jinns are following their father Iblis because he swore to Allah that he will make all human beings the sons of Adam be with him in Jahannam except those ones who Allah will save as Allah told us in his holy book that shaitan said so these devil jinns are having a big benefit by making these human beings fall into polytheism so they will go to Jahannam along with them of course so they make deals with magicians and predictors and soothsayers and so on to make human beings go the wrong way and we mentioned so many times that to know a predictor or fortune teller or a magician usually if you talk to one of them they will ask strange requests like they will ask the person who come to ask their help to buy a black roaster take it to somewhere a dark area and kill it from the back without saying bismillah that's actually requesting the person to go and make polarism fluttering to the devil jinns because bismillah here will not allow the devil jinns to benefit from the killed animal if you go back to the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the jinn came to him as Allah mentioned in his holy book وَإِذْ صَرَفْنَا إِلَيْكَ نَفَرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقُرْآنِ فَلَمَّا حَضَرُوهُ قَالُوا أَنْصِتُوا فَلَمَّا قُضِيَ وَلَّوْا إِذَا قَوْمُهُمْ مُنْذِرِينَ Those jinn who accepted Islam are good jinn they are Muslim jinns and they are devil jinns they are kafir jinns so Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he gave them a free boon which is already bismillah said before killing it it will come full of flesh to the jinn and every dung of the human beings animals is the fruit of the animals of jinn but the devil jinns cannot use these things because there is bismillah in there and bismillah as Muhammad told us is the cover is the shade that we can use to prevent devil jinns from seeing us or hurting us the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
he mentioned that saying bismillah when you take off your clothes will prevent the jinn from seeing you saying bismillah before you get to the bathroom and saying the dua that Muhammad told us to say that will protect you from being hurt by the devil jinn so devil jinn although they have power of hurting the human being although they can see us we cannot see them as Allah told us in the holy book إِنَّهُ يَرَاكُمْ هُوَ وَقَبِيلُهُ مِنْ حَيْهُ لَا تَرَوْنَهُمْ Although Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have given us the protection we can use so that these devil jinns will not hurt us even cannot see us otherwise these devil jinns will get benefit of us not only from our bodies but also from our food from our houses and so on in the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when a Muslim gets into his house and says Bismillah Allahumma inni as'aluka khayr al-mawrij wa khayr al-makhraj Bismillah walajna wa Bismillah kharajna wa Allahi rabbina tawakkalna then the devil jinns cannot get with him to the house and when he says Bismillah before eating the food then the devil jinn cannot eat with him who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we know clearly that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَمَا يَنْقِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَىٰ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ So whatever he says, he doesn't say it from his own. He says it and brings it from the wahy of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. We discussed in the first week, that's two weeks ago, about the judgment. First of all, we defined magic and soothsayers and so on. We explained these things. What do we mean by that? Then we gave the judgment which upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so many hadith, that it's three judgments. For people who go to these ring doors, whether they are magicians or predictors, fortune tellers and so on. If someone goes to see them only, curiosity, just to see, without asking or believing, then this is haram and he is going to be punished unless he makes tawbah. If we see and ask without believing, without believing, then his salah for 40 days will not be accepted. As you will see the hadith which is mentioned in here, insha'Allah ta'ala. Last level of judgment of the people who go to the predictors or magicians is the one who goes to ask and believe. Then he is totally outside of Islam. He is excluded from Islam. Who says so? That's Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So tonight we need to talk about this among these hadiths we have in here, mashallah, Imam Shaykh Rahimahullah, he mentioned so many hadith in here. First one was, which is narrated by a Muslim in his Sahih, that one of the, our mothers, it was Hafsah radiallahu anha, wife of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever go to a predictor or soothsayer, and ask him about something, his salah will not be accepted 40 days. Shaykh, when he mentioned this hadith in here, he made a mistake. That's, we have to say this clearly, you know, this hadith of Muhammad sallallahu He added, and he accepted and believed what he said. This is not in Muslim. If you go to Sahih Muslim, you cannot find this point, or this sentence. Because this will change the meaning. So 40 days of salah will not be accepted if he just go and ask without believing, as we mentioned in the beginning. The other hadith that Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrated to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever goes to a predictor or soothsayer and he asks him and believes what he says, فَقَدْ كَفَرَ He's out of Islam, kafir. Of whatever Defended to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is narrated by Abu Dawood and Abu Dawood, of course, al-Albani, rahimahullah, mentioned it in Sahih. He took part of the hadith only. He did not complete the hadith because that's what he needs from hadith, so that's why he mentioned it here. So this hadith is very clear to us that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam already judged those people who go to predictors and ask them and believe them that they are out of Islam. Maybe somebody will ask. Someone will may ask saying, why? Why to judge a person who does, who does such a thing as a kafir? Out of Islam. 
when he says, Sallallahu Muhammad Rasulullah, and maybe he very fast times and so on. Because, it's easy to say, because he contradicted and nullified a clear ayah in the book of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said in his holy book, قل, I say, Ya Muhammad, قل لا يعلم من في السماوات والأرض الغيبة إلا الله. Say, Muhammad, the meaning of the ayah is, say, Ya Muhammad, that none, nobody knows the unseen world, al-ghayb. Whether they are from the heavens, people who are living in the heavens, that means the, the angels, or the, the people who are living in earth, no one knows the right. Except Allah That's all. Of course Allah may fill some of his creatures like angels, like Jibreel, like Muhammad as from human beings, his messengers, or so on. He may take them some of the right. But that has to be through wahi. Nobody can say, Allah, Allah told me this. Because we have some extremist Sufis who say that my heart told me that Allah said. And this is a big case now. Because if someone says this, that means he is saying that he is better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not receive the words of Allah directly. He received the words of Allah through Jibreel alayhi wa sallam. While this guy says that no, he received it directly from Allah. My heart told me that Allah said. And in here, open the door. Everybody can say this, anyone can say this, Shaitan may play with these people and tell them things that he thinks Allah told him this, then he falls into cover and he leaves the deen totally as mentioned. And it happened. One of the extremist Sufis, few years ago, he stopped praying or fasting or saying zakah or going to hajj. He said, no need. For me, no need. Why, ya habibi? Why no need for you? He said, خلاص, I have already yaqeen. And Allah said in his holy book, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ So I have yaqeen now, I don't need to pray. I don't need to do anything. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Now this guy is saying that he is better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not stop praying or fasting until he died. But because this guy and the people who are like, like him, they misunderstand the Qur'an. Because the yaqeen in here is not when he says that he is sure 100%. It is a case of death. Yaqeen here is death. So Allah is telling Muhammad to worship Allah until he dies. And this guy, no, no. Yaqeen in here means complete knowledge. 100% knowledge. Certain dogma. Then in this case, he is accusing Muhammad that he did not have the certain dogma of this deed. And that's a big case. He, if he said it by his tongue or by his action, he is totally calm. So this hadith and the other hadith after that, which is narrated by uh, Al-Hakim and some other Sunnah gatherers, which is also corrected or said Sahih by Al-Albani in Sahih Al-Jami'. Whoever goes to a predictor or sits there and he believes him in what he says he is kafir of what Muhammad sallam has received from Allah which is Quran the hadith after that is saying that Umran ibn Hussain radiallahu anhu that Muhammad sallam said not one of us whoever made taqayyur تطير الأربك هذه يقول فيه إن شاء الله الناس تشاكر وتشاكر آخر الطيارة والتطير means to use the birds to make decision they bring birds they let it go if it goes to the right side then they go ahead if it goes to the left side they stop doing the action يعني where are the, 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 the uh, minds of these people what does this bird have to do with the case of the future they say if it goes to the right, means okay, go ahead, do what you want to do. If it goes to the left, don't do it. And maybe they think that the bird has received the wahi from Allah to go to the right or the left. Strangely, so whoever does this, whoever does this is not part of the Ummah of Muhammad who are Muslims. Also, the hadith is saying that whoever, whoever, Ask for kahana. Kahana means fortune teller. 
He goes to this person, tell me my future. Tell me, shall I buy this car or not? Tell me, shall I marry this woman or not? Tell me, shall I take this job or this business or not? He is a human being. He is a bad human being. How is he going to tell you? So in this case now, he is thinking that this person knows the rape. If he does that, then he is out of Islam. Because he is contradicting Quran, as we said. The ayah is clear. He is nullifying the ayah now. If not, he is in trouble also because he is not using the correct way that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa told us to do, which is istikhara. If you are hesitating about something which is very important to you to do, like marrying a woman or going for a business or this or that, and you are, you are not sure about it, all you have to do is just make uru, do two raka'ah, salat al-istikhara, then raise your hand and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous, he will lead you. No need to go to these people. Especially if you know and you believe that they have nothing to say. They are big liars. Also, At-Tabarani narrated this hadith, but from the way of Ibn Abbas, shorter than that. Then Al-Barawi, rahimahullah, mentioned that Al-Arraf, the one who, who says or claims that he knows the future, by some, يعني, uh, some cases, some questions, some this, then he knows the future, which is of course incorrect. And when we say غيب, we don't mean the future always, by the way. Most Muslims think that saying غيب means the future. No. غيب means whatever is not known to you. But behind this wall now, in the street, it's غيب for us. We don't know it. We cannot see it, we cannot hear it. So it's غيب. What happened last week in different places of Riyadh or outside of Saudi Arabia, which is not mentioned to us, is ghaib for us. So ghaib could be in the, in the past, could be now, could be in the future. So if someone now stand up and say, behind this wall, there's two guys are killing each other. Well, then wait, wait, how did he know? You have to prove it or will accuse you of being sincere or predictor. You are telling now right. Whether you prove it to us or we'll accuse you. Then you say, okay, I receive the call. Fine. You receive the call, it's finished. There's no, there's no more right for you. But if he says, no, I received this through some some what? Birds? Or devil jills? Or what? That's the case. So we have to be careful in this case. That's why Al-Bahawi, rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of Islam, he mentioned this by saying that these people usually, people go to them to ask them about things that are missing, stolen, lost. If they do so, this is called predictors or going to predictors or soothsayers, which is very dangerous as this could contradict his deed. Yani, don't put in mind all of that, what's said in here is about the fortune tellers. No. It's not only, but even if someone goes to someone and says, I lost some of my money, find it for me. Then it's the problem. I don't include the police people, then this case, policemen, then there's another case, because policemen will go and check around and find out. But this one, he says that he knows. And remember that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, once he was traveling with his sahaba, and they... Stayed to relax, to rest in a place, in a valley, in the way to Medina, and they sent their camels for grass to eat. All camels before the Maghrib came back except the camel of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Sahaba were amazed, where is Allah, how come? Where is your camels? I didn't know. So he booked Munafiqin said, see, he says that he received wahi from Allah and he doesn't know where his camels. Then Allah sent Jibreel to Muhammad and he told him where his camel He said, Muhammad said, I did not know where was my camel. Jibreel came to me and told me, I do not know the ghaib. I didn't know where, so the ghaib, even if it was in the past. My camel, Jibreel told me that my camel in such and such a place, held by a tree. His rope, the neck rope, was held by a tree. So he sent some sahaba to bring him. So he said it clearly, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he doesn't know the ghaib. He doesn't know the ghaib. 
أن يثبت الله سبحانه وتعالى تلزم إلا من يرتضى من الرسول تو هي ميسنج أما سنجر باي أن إنجل مسنجر تو هيومن مسنجر تتلم ذس ويل هابن أو ذس ويل هابن ذات واي وي هاف حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات وانس صحابة تولد ذات محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم هي ستود أون ذا ممبر أوف ذي مسجد أن هي ستارت تولدين وات جوين تو هابن أن تو ذا تايم أوف ذي أور دونت داي هاو دي نو صلى الله عليه وسلم دي نو ذي لا الله تولد سبحانه وتعالى So whatever Muhammad said about the future or about things that he doesn't know as a ghayb, it is only because Allah told him. How do you prove that? By the ayah. قُلْ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ means only Allah. So if someone comes to you and says, I know what you are hiding in your bedroom, I know what you have done last night, but nobody knows about it, Or he says, I know what you are going to do tomorrow, then get his neck and take him to the police. Because he is a predator. He is using devil jinn. And we said, don't be amazed how these predators know some strange things that nobody knows about. Maybe last night you are in the bedroom, you locked the door, nobody knows what you are doing. The next day you meet this guy and he says, last night you stayed in your bedroom and you did such and such and such. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. How is that? I told you last week and I repeat this tonight also because it's very important for us not to be shocked and tricked by these people. These people actually are using devil genes and these devil genes are going to your Qareen and ask him. You know the Qareen? Qareen is a shaitan accompanying each one of us. So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, even you? He said, even me. But Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yaslam, or the jinn Aslam, because this Arabic word means, could take the two cases. إِلَّا أَنَّ اللَّهَ أَعَانَنِي عَلَيْهِ فَأَسْلَمْ فَأَسْلَمَ هُوَ means that the jinn himself became a Muslim, devil jinn, or فَأَسْلَمْ means I am safe. That's Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But for us, Neither of them for us. Our devil jinn is still alive and he is going with us everywhere. So if the magician or predator wants to know something about you, he can send his devil jinn to your Qareen and they will ask him every question, then they come and give him the answer. So if you come to talk to him, he shock you with this knowledge nobody knows about. Like what is the protection? Very simple, very easy. Quran and Sunnah. Quran and Sunnah is your protection. Use it or lose it. If you are not using it, nobody cares. You are the only loser. If you are using it, you are the winner. And that's what it's supposed to do. Every Muslim should be really using this protection that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us to use. Ayat al-Kursi. There is a clear hadith of it. Hadith of the Hurairah. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ قُلْ عُذْ رَبِّ الْبَلَقْ قُلْ عُذْ رَبِّ النَّاسِ Three times in the morning, three times in the evening. حديث أبي ذر رضي الله عنه وإنه يمنسوا لمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الدارك نايت أن سوى صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أبا ذر السيء قل أن هذا السيء أنه يمكنه أن 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 يمكنه While you are walking, or walking, after Salat al-Fajr you are leaving the masjid, say, it's only a few minutes, before you reach your house you already have said it all. What's the problem? It's shaitan, do not want us to say it. So, we will be easy, we will be a piece of cake for him to eat. Who's blamed? The one who doesn't say it. All of these explanations of Al-Baghawi rahimahullah and the others is also giving us the understanding of the case of Al-Arraf who is the soothsayer or predictor. Whoever use things to know or to tell the future, like fortune tellers, they may use your hand 
the lines of your okay or they may use the we call it the finjan finjan you know this one we use for uh, coffee Arabic coffee this one we call it finjan I don't know if this has a, a name in English I don't think it has a name in English because they are not using it uh, it's not a cup a cup is bigger it's smaller, smaller one we use for, with gahwa to drink finjan they say we read this for you bring me your cup as you say and you look to your cup and say okay you will have this and you will have this and subhanallah is he reading something in the cup or they use this uh, big bla- uh, glass piece to look at it where are the minds of human beings to just accept such cases that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us nobody knows that and they say no we know so anyone of these who says so when he meets a true Muslim like you inshallah they cannot accept it but when they meet poor Muslims they easily trick them and tell them things that they do not know then they are shocked about it also there is the last hadith of Ibn Abbas I think it's the last hadith which is mentioning the case of uh, asking or learning from the stars called the Tanjim this will come to us inshallah in a separate chapter so we will not give it so much discussion tonight but this is a case that some people they look to the stars and say this will happen tomorrow and this will happen this and will happen that they say the future through the stars this is actually another way of yani soothsayers or predictors or magicians and it's not allowed in Islam we'll discuss now how are we going to deal with the case of uh, weather broadcasting in that chapter inshallah and it's not part of this case which is it is allowed because it's just a case that something you can count, calculate if someone says this Arabic month will be only 29 days only and he says when we ask him how did you know although it's in the future he would say because I calculate the movement into the moon this is the right if someone says tomorrow we expect to have rain why you say so because the movement of the crowd and the air and so on and the wind will give her a fantastic possibility of having rain that's no problem but he says tomorrow there will, will be rain definitely then we cannot take this as Allah told in Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala in Surah Al-Kahf وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ if Allah will it will happen if, it, if not then no so that's why we never say in the future will happen this and this we say inshaAllah uh, another point about this also some people are short in this some people are extreme in that so if you ask them what's your name say Muhammad inshallah what is this this is the book inshallah what does this have to do with it inshallah is used only for things back like in the future as Allah told in this ayah but my name is Abdullah why inshallah here no need in fact there are some cases we are not allowed it's prohibited for us to say inshallah like what? Like dua. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he said, the meaning of it, don't say, Ya Allah, forgive me, inshaAllah. Or Ya Allah, arhamni, be mercy with me, inshaAllah. Don't say that. Because this is, yani, not good thing to say with Allah wa ta'ala. Nobody will force Allah. So you don't put inshaAllah here. In fact, you should really ask more and more. Because Allah loves those people who, yani, press for what they want. If you ask your own brother or your own father ten times, he will be sick of you. Even if you ask him for one riyal. Every day give you one riyal. But if you ask Allah every day, twenty times, one hundred times, he will love you more. Inna Allah, as Muhammad said in the hadith, Inna Allah yuhibbu al-mulihina fi dua Mulih means he is old. Yani he is, he is, what you call him, he is sticky. He's asking and asking and again and again and again. That's why we are required to do our dua three times. If you ask Allah something like, you know, you ask him to, to make your heart steady in Islam, Allahumma ya muqallibu al-qulub thabbit qalbi ala deenik. It's good to do it three times. And that's one of the reasons that your dua will be accepted. That's why we say, some people say, after Salah they raise hands and they look around 
What can you do as this? If someone is talking to you and he's giving you his, his uh, ear, you know, give it hard, Ishaq Barak, you'll be sitting here, talk to me, and let me your face. This is kind of insult. Now these people raise their hands after Salah, and they're looking around, and they're making dua. What are, whom are you calling? You're calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, and this is another important point, dua should be in Salah, not outside of Salah. But we are getting the habit that every time we finish Salah, raise hands. So why don't you make dua in Salah itself? Salah, after finishing Tashahud al-Akhir, Salah to Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then make the dua you want. Especially if you are praying nafilah, not with imam, yani. you are not behind the imam. So you have your own time. Make as much as you can, because this is one of the places where your dua inshallah will be accepted. Before salam, after salat al-Nabi sallallahu and before salam, in this time, now take your time. Make every dua you want. Dunya or akhirah, no problem. That's what Muhammad has told us to do. Go and make dua. Also in sujood, if you are in nafilah, or you are, especially if you are praying at the, end, the, the last third of the night, then make as much as you can. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is listening to you, as He told us Subhanahu wa Taala, Muhammad in the Hadith, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will come down to the closest sky, which is the Sama Dunya, and He will say to His slaves, "Who is asking our gift? Who is requiring? Who is making istighfar our forgiveness?" Allah Tabaraka wa Taala Himself is coming. Nobody say how, because how is not for Allah. The names of Allah, the qualities of Allah, the deeds of Allah cannot be asked how. Allah Himself, you cannot ask how. Yani nobody says how Allah makes istiwa and His arsh. Ar-Rahman al-Arsh istawa. How did that happen? But believe in it, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made istiwa and His arsh. And He did not tell us how. There is how, but we didn't know it. And we are not told about it, so we are not going to ask about it. The good thing, or the best thing about a Muslim is that when he receives something from Allah in his holy book, and from Muhammad in his sunnah, he takes it without any hesitation, and without any questioning also. What happened to Bani Israel, when they kept on asking their messengers so many questions, that Allah made them in bad shape. And gave them harder and harder. And they, one of the examples which is mentioned in the holy book is the case of the Baqarah. So, uh, so Al-Baqarah mentioned after this case of Baqarah. Al-Baqarah was a case of the Baqarah that one of the Jews killed his cousin. Secretly. And he came crying to Musa alayhi salam and said, somebody killed my cousin, I think of the other town, I want you. So Musa alayhi salam was told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to tell Bani Israel to bring a cow and kill it, and hit the dead person with part of this cow, so he will be alive, he will kill you who killed him. Now if they go, if they went and bought any weak bakara, any cheap bakara, would be fine, any cup. Ah, ah, Musa, tell us, what kind of bakara is this? So he gave him some description, made uh, some restrictions, where the bakara is very limited. Uh, ya Musa, tell us the color of the bakara. So he gave them, Allah told them a color that nobody can find it easily. Safra, a yellow cow. Have you ever seen yellow cow? Very limited. Yellow. Yellow cow. So there was harder restrictions on them. Again they asked. Give us more explanation. Subhanallah. He gave them more restrictions that they cannot find. It was only one cow which is fulfilled with these descriptions. It was with an old lady, she refused to sell it unless they fill the skin of it with gold. And if they were in the beginning, they went to any cow and bought him the board, enough, maybe for 10 riyals, 1,000 riyals, so what? But this cow, they have to pay a lot of gold in order to have it. Just because they're questions. That Muhammad Hassan told the Sahaba not to ask him so much questions. So they were, Sahaba, they, they were happy when anybody comes from outside Medina to ask questions. So they will hear the answer. They cannot ask because they are afraid that Muhammad will get angry from asking so much questions. Back to the case. We do not need really 
to go and look around about the future. Because we are not asked by Allah wa ta'ala to worship Him by knowing the future. You don't know if you are going to live tomorrow or not. So prepare yourself to meet Allah wa ta'ala tomorrow. Prepare yourself to, to meet the life of the Barzakh tomorrow. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Maybe some of us may not read this message. Do we know when I'm going to die? Never know. So in this case, we are supposed to be prepared. No need to ask about the future. Or to be afraid of the future. Just put your concentration in how to learn this deen and practice it and call for it. There is a very fantastic job. A very, yani, high-paid job. If anyone of you want to, want it, it's very easy and it's also free. That job is the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To learn this deen, to practice it, to call people for it. It's enough to say that this is a very fantastic job, this is the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What did he live for, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Did he live for having a fancy or big palace? Or to have fantastic food? Or sort of kind of food? Or, or, no. He left Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for one reason, to worship Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, and part of worshiping was to carry this deed to the other, to convey the deed to the other. Why don't we do the same mission? By learning this deed, carry it to the other. Yeah. Because every person takes even one sunnah from us. Whenever he practices, we receive the same ajr of him. The same ajr. Just imagine, you learned how to make correct wudu, as an example, and you go and you teach this to your wife and children. Every time they make wudu, the correct way, you are getting ajr like them. You can work for one person. If you pray all the night, if you fast every day, you are working for one person. But if you make da'wah, you are working with lots of persons. Not only the persons you accepted from you directly, but also those persons you have already accepted from you, and they go make da'wah, you are also making, having the same ajr of them. That's why we say, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most person who is gaining ajr by every one of us. From Sahaba until the end of this dunya. Every person make one good deed, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is receiving ajr of it. The same ajr of it. That's why also we understand that we are not supposed to make qurban for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or behalf of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because our qurban is already he is receiving ajr of it. Right. That's almost the, the case we want to discuss tonight, inshallah. Uh, next week, inshallah, we'll talk about the chapter number 27, which is the case of Mishra, to break down magic by magic. Is this allowed or not? Let's leave this, inshallah, for next week. Hopefully, if Allah subhanahu wa give us life and strength. And that's what I have tonight. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Okay, so this, the, the, the mushrik or shirk polytheism is part of kufr. Kufr is wider circle. Shirk is part of it. So not, every mushrik, every kafir is not a mushrik. Vice versa is correct. Yani every mushrik is a kafir, not vice versa. If you just draw a big circle, that's kufr. You can draw inside it another small circle, which is shirk, polytheism. So it is inside kufr. Because kufr could be some, by something other than just shirk, like mocking the religion. Those three were counted as mu'mineen and sahaba, when they made fun of Muhammad sallallahu and his sahaba and Quran and sunnah, they became kafirs, although they were not mushrik. So shirk is smaller circle inside the big circle of kufr. Yes, second question. He is good to listen Quran. He is good. Of course, we are not going to see. A very important point in here that if you judge the action, don't directly take it to the person. Because there are four conditions and four barriers. This is not the job, it's not our case to talk about them because we are not here or anywhere to just sit down and say, okay, this guy, he's a kafir. This guy, he's a munafiq. This is not our job. But we are saving ourselves and trying to save Muslims by knowing the action and refrain from doing it. 
I think they are playing with the word. They are playing with the word. They are not doing istikhara. Istikhara is done by the person. So I understand when you saying that istikhara means the salat istikhara, which is okay. That's not. Yani no one do istikhara for the other. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he told us about istikhara, he told us to do it by ourselves. Second thing, this is uh, this is uh, some ca- kind of trick way to talk about al ghaib but without saying that we are saying telling you the future. If they know that Muslims, if you say, if, if they say we know the ghaib they will reject them. They will refuse them. But if they say, oh, we are only just helping you this by doing istikhara for you, we are giving you istishara. This is different than istikhara. Just to tell you, yani, what's the best to do, then they are, they will accept them. Actually, there are some channels known to people that if you call them, yani, what should I do to this? They say, okay, this will happen to you such and such, so don't do this. That's what they do in these magazines or newspapers. Yeah, they call them uh, the fortune tellers, or they call them, yeah, if you are Scorpio, this will happen to you, this, 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 this. If you are, yeah, sure. look at this. And it's also generally, generally playing with words. Yeah, you say, if you are Scorpio, uh, you will gain some money in the future. Everyone will gain the money. Everyone is, uh, the life is gaining money, whether one real or one million real. So they are just giving general words to play around with people. You will marry a pretty woman. Okay, your wife is a pretty woman, alhamdulillah. You marry. So that's happening to everybody. Yes. Okay, we have mentioned that the, the judgment of case of uh, asking. As we have mentioned here. If he only sees, then he is falling into prohibited, prohibited act and he is sinful. If he sees an act without believing, then his salah for 40 days will not be accepted. If he see, ask, and believe, then he is the kafir abundant of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's it. Huh? What's that? Eid al-Adha, yes. Eid al-Adha, it's incorrect. It's incorrect because, as we said, you know, if the Adha you made for made you for yourself and for your family, as an example, Muhammad is sharing you because he is the one who, who, who told you the way. He is the one who told you to do it. Since he already guided you to this, then he is sharing you the Ash al No need to do, make it for Muhammad. Okay. And then, from suppose, take my example. I have a new for me, for my wife, for my children, or one for one is there for everybody. No problem. Uh, also, the case of Muhammad How are we going to present our love to Muhammad By making dhuhiya? By making sadaqah in the name of Muhammad No. Muhammad told us how to do it. He, وسلم, by his own tongue, told us how to express our love to him وسلم, by making salat on him. Salat on him means we say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad or you say the long salah which is mentioned on the salat we do Allahumma salli ala Muhammad ala ali Muhammad kama salli ala Ibrahim ala ali Ibrahim if you do it once salah on you by Allah and the angels will be ten times man salli alayya salat al-wahda sallallahu alayhi biha ashara but you never mention that if you make qurban or adhiya for me you will get ten qurban never said that so we should stick to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam subhanallah Muslims, they love Islam and they love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's natural. That's natural. But the case comes when they try to express this love, the shaitan will try to curve them to do it the wrong way. Do it the way Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he told us that every good deed or every deed cannot be accepted, will not be accepted unless it has two conditions. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. And Allah had mentioned this in the last ayah of Surah Al-Kahf. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا عَمَلًا صَالِحًا the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَلَا يُشْرِكْ That means no polarism. Monophism. Tawheed. And that's la ilaha illallah. 
Muhammed Rasulullah. La ilaha illallah means only for Allah. Yani part of the meaning of it. Or the, oh, Muhammad Rasulullah means that we are witnesses. That Muhammad Rasulullah is the messenger of Allah. So we are supposed to follow him. He told us in Sahih Bukhari, Sallu kama ra'ayit muni salli. Pray the way you saw me pray. We not see him, but have told us. So when we go out, last night some of your brothers asked me a question. Why you Saudis do not say in tashahud, in salat alayhi wa sallam in salah, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Why you say only Allahumma salli ala Muhammad? Why did you say Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad? Don't you believe that he is your Sayyid? Of course we believe that. Of course we believe that. But we are sticking to what he told us. We are sticking to what he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, himself told us. He told in three hadith, correct hadith, once to Ibn Abbas. Once to uh, Ibn Mas'ud and once to Jabir, three Sahaba. Every time he's teaching them how to make correct thought on him. He never said, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. He didn't tell Ibn Mas'ud or Ibn Abbas or Abu Musa al he did never told them to say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. He said, say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. So we are supposed to stick to this exact hadith. But outside of Salah, say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. He is our Sayyid, no, no, no doubt about that. And a Sayyid, or the Adam, or the Fakhr, he said it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But in Salah, we have to stick to what he told us to do. Shaitan is smart. He will say, oh, these people do not respect Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we will respect him by adding, by making milad. Why? Because we love Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those people who do not make milad, they don't love Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidi Habibi, loving Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is to obey him. قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني أحبكم الله فرمي ويسا بستفرم did he order us did he order the Sahaba did Sahaba made ميلاد for Muhammad never first ميلاد made was in the year of 300 something هجرية after his death 300 years يعني all of these good centuries behind him did not do it Also, these people are making milad, by the way. They want to shrink the love of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam into one night. We are every day saying that Allah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at least five times. At least. In Salah. That's a must. But also, when you hear Adhan, you make Salah. When you hear his name, you make Salah. With so many times. If you make Ratiba, Sunnah, you make Salah on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How many? So many times. Why to shrink it into one night in the year to remember Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? We remember him always. We love him always, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if shaitan wants to make people, that's why you find these people who are sticking to this bid'ah, never heard this. They are losing salah. They are losing a lot of things. But when it comes to milad, oh, they are the religious people now. Rest of the, they are coming to the Christians. Go to and see these Christians, what they do? They go to the church once, and these are religious Christians. Religious Christians, they go to church Sunday. So only an hour or two on Sunday is for Allah, as we say. And rest, and 23 hours of Sunday plus the other days is for shaitan. While a Muslim, true Muslim, his day from A to Z is for Allah, including his eating, including his sleeping, including taking the wife to bed, as Muhammad said. All for, only for Allah, all for Allah. And what is the uh, Quran, clear ayah, قُلْ إِنَّ فَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَاي All my life, وَمَمَاتِي Even my death for Allah, لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Nothing for you, nothing of your life for you. Your soul, your body, your life, your hours, your minutes, your seconds, your everything, these are all for Allah. قُلْ إِنَّ فَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَاي وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ So you are not To do anything unless you are ordered to do. Imagine you are in work. وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلِ الْأَعْلَى You change the system or rules of the work. And you work it the way you want. Duty time is from 7 to 3. Say no, no, no. I do like that. I'll come from 10 to 5. Your uh, manager will say, جزاك الله خير. Thank you, Yashif. Very well, friend. You want to say this, you come seven away from Islam. Right? Then you are working, maybe you are working harder because you have enough sleep and you come very strong and you do a lot of work. No, still you have to come seven and you come seven. Hey, dear Habibi, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clearly that don't you use your life the way you want it. Use your life the way I want. وَلِنَّ فَلَاتِي وَلُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْحَالَمِ All my life. Or even my gift. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I cannot really do anything with it. I have to follow the way he told me to do. Otherwise, I will be punished. If I do my best, although I cannot do it, of course, perfectly, but I will do my best, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous. He will give me jannah. He will save me from hellfire. He will let me see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in jannah. He will let me see him subhanahu wa ta'ala in jannah. Allahu Akbar. Which is the most. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this. So what I mean in the whole case is that we have to put in mind that only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. Then we are in the right track. Is that correct? What do they put in the ring? Stones. Stones, what is that? Do they believe anything in it? Some people say if you do it like this, then your stomach will hurt you. Okay, if they believe that they are hurting or affecting, then it is not allowed. This is called most like amulet. You know, Taweez, your Urdu, right? You Urdu? Taweez, or an Urdu, or amulet in English, is something to hand, whether in the neck, or in the finger, or in the hand, or anywhere. Do you have to say, no problem, we'll say this quickly. Amulet, hanging an amulet, or even wearing a ring, if he thinks that this ring, or this amulet, is going to protect him independently, he is falling into major cook, and he is out of stuff. If he thinks that this ring, or this amulet, it's only a reason. And the protector is Allah, he is falling into minor kufr, or minor shirk. That means he is not out of Islam, but he is very close to it. If this amulet, because it cannot be, if this amulet is from Quran and Sunnah, what do you say? It's Quran. I'm handling the ayat of Allah in my chest. And Quran is protecting kufr. Okay, fine. It is protecting, it is curing, yes, we know that, because the words of Allah, hadith is also the words of Muhammad, it's fantastic dua, but. And what comes after but is not the same as before but. Right? After but, he says that usually the people who are hanging this, they will depend on it instead of depending on his own recitation. Like I saw one guy, he's hanging the complete Quran, small, has a necklace in his chest. You say, why did you recite Quran? Say, I have to hear. It's already there. No need to recite. So he's not reciting Quran. He's not making dua because the amulet is there. He's protected by the amulet. Also, he will insult it because he will sit down in some place and he say bad things while Quran is there. He will watch these bad channels. He will sit with people talking badly. Some people are there hanging Ayatul Kursi or hanging Surah Yasin in fantastic handwriting for Barakah. For insulting. Quran is not descended to, ha- to be hanged in the world. Quran is descended to, re- to be recited and practiced. That's the way. Otherwise, it is not allowed. Whether it's major shirk, minor shirk, or haram. That's the case of the ring or the amulet as you ask. As short as you can. Okay, Muhammad Hassan, use the ring. If you use it just, just for, yani, just something like you wear a hood. Or you wear a shirt. Fine. But Muhammad Hassan actually used it not for that. Muhammad Hassan used that ring because he had to write down his name in it. So, to stamp. They told him that, and when he started to, to send uh, letters to, to the rulers of, of, uh, Byzantines or, Persians uh, or others, they said they are Allah, they do not accept and he writing a little stamp in it. So he made this ring and of course he cannot keep the stamp in his bucket because it's made to be lost. So he put it in here. Hmm? No stone, no, no. It's already written Muhammad Rasulullah. No, no, not, not a sunnah at all. It's not a sunnah at all. Muhammad Rasulullah used it. It was silver and he wrote in it Muhammad Rasulullah. So whenever he makes a, a writing, then he stamp it and send it. So he is putting it here so, so he will keep it always with him. But it's not a sunnah at all, no. If you use it as a, something you like to use, like you are putting a shirt or something, it's not fine. But it's not a sunnah. I 
No, I never heard of that. But if you have a correct hadith, tell us. We will, uh, we'll thank you for it. We are always after, you see, we never say that we know everything. Nobody says that. Lots of things that we don't know. Someone says that I have seen a hadith that Muhammad did this and this. The good is Tell us, where is it? we can find it? We will follow it. Because our aim and our goal is to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To satisfy Allah, we cannot satisfy Allah unless we follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whatever hadith you see that is correct hadith that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did or say, something, follow it. But unless you didn't know, then you didn't have to. If you find the hadith, it's still not to be. To learn it, to remind, to read the problem. But with respect. Yes. And don't put it in, 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 in a place where there's a TV and channel. Yes. Yani songs, music, women, that, this is not in Quran. You can hang it in your, uh, yani, I have seen some brothers, they hang yani, dua of closing the majlis. There's a hadith Muhammad that if you sit in a place and you discuss a lot of things, maybe bad things sometimes, Shaitan may drag you to say bad things. Then, before you leave the majlis, you say this dua. Subhanakallahu bihamdika shalallahu anta astaghfirka wa atubu ilik. If you put this hadith in front of you before you leave the majlis, then just to remind you, or to teach the others, or to remind the others, no problem. But to hang, for, hang Quran for decoration, Quran is not descended for decoration. Quran is descended to be in the heart, and to be practiced. Zakah must be paid as soon as you finish one year from last Zakah. Or you gain the money. Arabic, Arabic month. Yes, Arabic month. We are not supposed to use the Gregorian month. Make it ahead. Make it ahead. Pay it ahead. One month or two months ahead. Before, yeah. Because Muhammad he ordered Al-Abbas, his uncle, to pay his Zakah two years ahead. And he paid it. Because they needed that time, and now Abbas was a rich man, so Muhammad told him, pay zakat of two years, next two years, and he took it and he gave it to some people who they needed. So, paying zakat ahead is fantastic. Delaying it is not allowed, because you don't know, maybe you die, and you did not pay zakat, and you have lost, lost one of the pillars of Islam, which is very dangerous. What? Ah. What's your country? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, all the hadiths of Muhammad Sallam about thirty-one hadith, Sahih hadith, saying the meaning of it, leave it, uh, respect it. All of these hadiths in Arabic means. Do not touch it. And also the practice of Muhammad himself, there is no single hadith narrated by Sahaba that he took one piece of his beard. Taking from the beard after the forefinger, okay, that's done by Ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar anhu, and he is a fantastic Sahabi, of course. But in this case, he misunderstood. And Sahabi is not Ma'asum. The Ma'asum is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa <coughs> So in this case now, all these hadiths are telling us, leave it. Uh, make it as long as it is. Don't touch it. And so on. And we say, no, Ibn Umar said. But the Prophet said it. Why? Muhammad said and did. And Ibn Umar made mistake in this case. He is a lot better than thousands of me. But in this case, we don't follow him. We follow Muhammad. If we have Quran or Sunnah, and we have a Sahabi made, like Ibn Abbas, what do you say about Ibn Abbas? Ibn Abbas is one of the best. One of the best Sahaba. Not only because he is the cousin of Muhammad, but he is also Habr al Ummah. He knows Quran better than anybody else. Still, he made a mistake of saying the case of Muta. Tell me that Muta, you know, Muta means a man can يعني, make a deal with a woman for hours or for days or for years, then ma'asalam. A contract. Like Shia did. Ibn Abbas, as I, as I remember, he died while thinking that Muta is okay. Because he did not receive the hadith of Muhammad that is totally prohibited. So, in this case, are we going to follow Abdul Abbas just because he did not understand this case? Or follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Finish him. 
Muhammad tells two reasons. Say, another point in this case, somebody says, it's only a sunnah, yeah. It's only a sunnah. Yes. Sunnah here, that, yeah, the problem here that we have two terminologies. Terminology of fuqaha and terminology of muhaddithi. Fuqaha, when they say sunnah, means it is mustahab. You can do it, you will be rewarded. If you don't do it, you will not go to be punished. But in the case of muhaddithin, the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam means some of the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a must. It's not the case of mustahab in here. He is telling us, leave. We say, we will not leave. Is this sunnah? Is it okay to do so? He is saying, don't touch it. We say, no, we touch it. Disobeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But again, one more point. Tonight we have a point, a lot of points. If someone shares his beard, is he a kafir? No, he's not a kafir. He's not a kafir. This, this is a sunnah, it is a must, we have to do it, and it is, if someone is shaving it, means he is falling into some sin like the other sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive. But we say, when we talk about Muhammad we say, no, Muhammad left it, and he ordered us to leave it. No single hadith, we say that he took one single hair, or piece of hair of his beard. If you have still, I'm ignorant at this point. Still, if you find, and any hadith that Muhammad took, whatever, more than his four fingers, but there is no hadith, all the hadith that said by Muhammad is to leave it totally. Only Ibn Umar misunderstood this point and he used to cut it. And Ibn Umar is only cutting it only in Hajj and Umrah. Not always, not every day in the morning, Allah. Then these fingers became later on one finger. Like this. Then they shave it. I don't know what they're going to do later. Something maybe extra. However, that's enough. Yeah. Mm. Chief. Cut. Yeah. The case of Bashtash is easier. Because the hadith mentioned in that Ahfu al-Shawarib. Ahfu in Arabic means shave. Some other hadith say take of it. So if you take it this way, this way, inshallah, it will be no problem. Hopefully, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah, hopefully, it's not a problem. But if there's clear point, we'll accept it. But the case of Bill is different. Jazakum Allah khair for listening to see you, inshallah. Next week.